Hi there, this is Sherry Lee Myers. Welcome to How to Connect with Angels. We believe that no matter what, every person has the unconditional love and help of angels, our messengers from God. But we have to be willing to believe and we have to be willing to ask. That's what our film, The Glitch, that we are shooting here in New Orleans is all about, with the help of some amazing music and talent. If you're curious, visit us at theglitchmovie.com and take a look. But now, right now, let's talk to someone who's devoted to helping us make a divine connection. Lisa Jo Davis is an empath intuitive who channels the archangels and the ascended masters. As a time heals practitioner, she works with the energy of the chakras. Lisa Jo is also a Dorian Virtue certified fairyologist. As an advocate for spiritual growth, Lisa Jo offers educational classes, hosting the archangels, as well as private healing sessions. She has been shown by the angelic and fairy realms to create jewelry that inspires. These beautiful pieces are blessed before leaving her hands. Hello, Lisa Jo Davis. How are you doing today? I'm wonderful. How are you, Sherry? I'm very good. I was able to enjoy a healing from you four days ago, and we will be talking about that later, but I do really, really want to thank you for getting in touch with me before this interview and offering the healing. It was a magnificent experience. Well, I'm really glad that you enjoyed it. Um, it's my passion to help other people help themselves. So that that pleases me that you have um, had a wonderful experience. I did. I did. I feel four days later... I have been repeating the meditation or the, the healing and listening to it again. And I feel that there's a, a core of calm and groundedness that um, I was wanting access to that I have access to. And I so appreciate that. So that's my, that's my Valentine to you. Um, before we get started, I do have a question that I think if anyone was to read your bio, they would be amazed by the way that you became acquainted with your angels. Would you talk to us about your near-death experience? Yes, I will. Um, it actually was my two-year anniversary um, on August the 24th. And two years ago in 2014, my life changed. Um, I had an unexpected, spontaneous um, bleeding that was in my stomach area. Um, mm. And I, I was at home and, you know, this, this pain had started and I just kind of pushed it off and it continued. And um, I ended up waking my husband up because he works uh, night shifts and told him, okay, you're going to have to call the ambulance for me. And mm. um, when the ambulance came, um, my blood pressure had dropped down to, um, I think it was 30 over 50. Oh, wow. Which is very low and uh, alarming. Yeah. And what they did, uh, instead of taking me to my hospital, they took me to the nearest hospital 
And they were having, in the ambulance, they were having a hard time trying to uh, insert an IV. And very unsuccessfully, they, they just were not able to do it. And I arrived at the first hospital. And uh, all the way through, you know, all I can do is think of pain because that's some of the worst pain I've ever had in my whole life. And I had asked God, um, please help me. And I went down the line, Jesus, please help me. And guardian angels, please help me. And I called out to the archangels as well to help me because the pain was just so overwhelming. And it's unexplainable how, how much pain I was in. Um, During this process of, the five days, um, I had lost about three pints, a little more of three pints of blood inside of my body. And um, I was in and out of consciousness. Um, When I had got to the hospital, they still were not able to connect uh, into uh, a vein to place IV. And they had... um, were up to my chest. They were, they were, cause my veins were collapsing oh and they were up to my chest where they were trying to find a vein. And I thought about Archangel Raphael and he's like the healer of, I call him like the medical doctor on the other side. Mm-hmm. And he, I, the moment I said, Archangel, please help me help them. The vein, uh, the nurse was able to um, go into my vein and hook up the IV, mm-hmm. which, you know, was very, I was very thankful for that. And, you know, I was very scared. And when I said, God, I'm really scared, I felt this overwhelming warmthness around my body. Oh. And, um, and I just heard, you're going to be okay. And it was in a man's voice. Oh, wow. And, and so, or a male's voice. And so I was just like relieved that I was going to be okay, but I was still really scared. Um, like I said, I was going in and out of consciousness and I had heard the nurses tell, um, speak among themselves. Like they weren't really sure if I was going to make it. And then they started pumping the blood out of my stomach. Um, and that was really scary for me to be, be there. Uh, they had done um, some uh, CAT scans to find out what was going on and where the bleeding was actually at. It was between um, the back of my spine and my stomach area in there. And it was in an area where they couldn't go in and do exploratory surgery. It would just make matters worse to go in there. And so they were going to try to see if the bleeding would stop on its own. So um, when they kind of semi uh, had me stable, they sent me to another hospital. And the doctors there uh, did the CAT scans, and um, they were very unsure of why it happened, um, how it happened. You know, they, I was questioned a lot uh, whether I had been, um, whether I had fallen down or whether, you know, my husband had done anything to me and you know, well, they, they have to cover all grounds, unfortunately, but that I almost laughed when they brought his name up and I said, Oh no, no, nothing. He didn't have anything to do with this. I just woke up this way. I haven't fallen. Um, I don't know what happened. And 
so by the time I got to the third hospital, which was my hospital, um, they again uh, confirmed what the other doctor said, that there was no way that they could go in and leave, go in and do exploratory surgery. It, they were just going to see if the bleeding stopped. And the bleeding had started to slow down by uh, the fourth day. And um, so while, while I was there, you know, I just prayed. I kept praying that God, please send the angels to heal me. Um, because they had given me a, a morphine drip that I could control myself. Yeah. And I really, although it made me feel better, I really didn't want to use it. But I did. And I continuously prayed to God to ask him to send his angels to help heal me so that I, um, you know, could get out the the discomfort of all the, the pain, even with all the medicine that they were giving me, I was still in horrible pain. Ugh. So, um, they, they finally let me out of the hospital, still not knowing what, even today, they still don't know why it happened or how it happened. Um, so I, I got to go home. But when I left the hospital, I could barely walk. Um, I couldn't raise my arms uh, up to get dressed because I needed help getting dressed, needed help standing, walking, going to the bathroom. Every inch, inch of my body, even my hair follicles hurt. Oh. And it was horrible. And all I could do is uh, tell my family, you know, I, I'm coming home. I'm so excited I'm coming home. And they were going to get me a wheelchair. And I said, oh, no. We're not going there. <laughs> I'll use my computer chair and I'll use my feet. You know, at least that will get me going and some kind of exercise to keep the blood circulating and not, um, I, I just didn't want to be immobile. I just wanted to have the ability to get around. I'm a very stubborn person at times. Yeah. And uh, my family. Good would, for you. <laughs> my family wheeled me around and pushed me around in, in my computer chair. And it was kind of funny, but it wasn't. But um, our, our family likes to laugh a lot. And we, we do practical jokes on each other as long as no one gets hurt. Mm -hmm. And the sense of humor and laughter, I think, really got me through a lot of it. And when I sure. expressed... Um, gratitude after I got home to God, you know, to thank him for not letting me die. And, uh, you know, I, I didn't die. So you must have a better plan for me. I just kind of let that fade away. And eventually, I was able to go from my computer chair, and I consented to a walker. <laughs> So I was able to get around that way. Mm -hmm. um, I moved down to a cane, and eventually I could stand and walk. But I had um, a lot of one-sided conversations with God, and um, I would hear my own voice talk to me, but I didn't hear that male voice again. And every night, I mean, for about three months, it took me till I was where I wasn't in so much pain mm -hmm. and I didn't need uh, people to make my meals for me and I didn't need anyone to help me dress. I was still in pain that I could do it and dealt uh, and I dealt with that. And it was 
you know, I would ask the angels to come in. Like when I went to bed, I'd ask the angels to come in and I'd start with my feet and I would imagine and envision a green light going around me and healing me um, from my feet all the way up to my head. Mm-hmm. And in in December of 2014, um, I had been invited to host the Archangels in my home in, from um, a Facebook group. And I thought, well, you know, I don't want to worship the archangels because that goes to God. And then I heard in my mind, you're not worshiping the archangels. So when I had decided to finally commit to it and say, yes, I'll host the archangels, right away they started talking to me. I started hearing these voices in my head, and they were male voices, mm-hmm. and they were telling me, you're going to start a group um, for hosting the Archangels, and I argued with this voice in my head. You know, I'm thinking, okay, this is not my voice, but how could I start a group on Facebook when I haven't even hosted even once? Mm-hmm. And you, Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm like... Okay, and I w- it was like a um, a recording that went over and over all day long for like three days, and people are usually used to their intuition that they'll hear, you know, like your voice that tells you what you should do and what you shouldn't do. Sure. And I've learned over uh, time that if I hear a voice telling me to do something three times, I'm going to listen because I know that my intuition is telling me something. Mm-hmm. Well, after three days of hearing this, I just literally sat up in bed and I said, okay, I will do this. I will start so, a group. Yes, I will start so. a group. Wow. <laughs> now we have to back up for a minute. Um, sure. Please explain to us, what does it mean to host the archangels? To host the archangels um, it's where you would invite five of the archangels to come into your home, and they consist of Archangel Michael, Archangel Raphael, Archangel uh, Metatron, Archangel Gabriel, Archangel Uriel, and Archangel Ariel. Mm-hmm. So um, you invite, it's kind of like a little ceremony. Mm-hmm. Uh, And what the ceremony consists of is like a white candle, a white a white flower, a white uh, a white candle, a white flower, um, an apple of your choice, and they also allow you to do three wishes. One would be for humanity, uh, one could be for your family, and one for yourself. And you put your wishes in an envelope, and you place it on the altar um, with the apple on top of it. And within this five day, and you, you know, at uh, 1030 at night, you open your door and um, they, you say this little prayer of welcoming them into your home. And um, you, you can either follow the suggested par- uh, prayer or you can say something from your heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I, and they, they come into your home and they spend kind of five days around you and you can actually feel the energy um, difference when they do come and visit you. Tell me what that feels like. Um, The very first time that I hosted and I've hosted several times since uh, I first did it the first time. um, 
it was like I held the door open and I had the screen door open. And as I said each of their names, I felt like a breeze go by me. Mm. Um, and um, I don't remember which one, but when one of them came by, I had like uh, goosebumps on me, but they were good goosebumps. Mm. And I felt this warmth around me and a very loving, loving energy. Um, and I will say that I was kind of hesitant about asking them to come into my home because I wasn't really sure how my family, you know, would react. Mm -hmm. And I was afraid I might be judged, but they, they kind of already knew I liked angels. And so when I explained what was going on, they were like, Oh, okay, no worries. And I'm like, wow, that was easy (laughs) to do. And it it was a very lovely time to have them in my home. My my, we our, our family gets along really well anyway. But we it just seemed like it was a whole different atmosphere. The energy was um, very light, and we just all of us just laughed a lot. I felt like a little girl. I I just I would giggle at the silliest things and. It, it was like a renewal of my soul that I really needed. And I'm glad that I did it. And then after the five days that they're with you, you try to find someone else to, that is willing to accept the archangels um, to come into their home. Mm-hmm. So when I had started the the group, you know, I, I let everyone know this is the first time I've hosted And I had asked if anyone wanted the archangels after me. And I had this overwhelming response of about 25 people. And so I sent the angels to all the 25 people. And for about six months, I arranged everybody's, um, I would connect uh, current hosts with people who were looking to invite the archangels into their home. And I would the, make the sure. angel manager, archangel <laughs> manager, like right. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to set everyone up. I'll yeah. take care of you. <laughs> so it, it's been a wonderful experience, and I, I love it. I, I love it. And tell me, let's let's hear the name of the Facebook group right now, so that people, if people are interested, they can look you up. Yes, it's called Hosting the Archangels. Hosting the Archangels, okay. Yes. And we have about a little over 2,400 members. Wow. So it is a closed group, um, which I kind of hesitated about making closed groups. But I respect there are some people that really don't want other people knowing that they're doing this because they're afraid that they're – religion might be offended or people in their family or relatives might judge them. Mm-hmm. And so we just keep it as a closed group, but we welcome all people who want to come in. Well, that's, that's wonderful. So anyone who wants to know more about hosting the archangels can go to the Facebook group and then they can message you, right? If they're, if they're curious or if it, they'd like to give it a try. Right. Yes. Okay. They can. I do have a question about your training because now you are working with the archangels, but you also have become a healer, right? Yes. What was that path? So the healing path began with hearing, um, 
to, okay, the healing path actually began with um, me receiving a message in the middle of the night. Uh, I heard, I woke up and I heard in a male's voice, um, get pen and paper, dictate. And I was kind of questioning it. I heard it a second time. So I got up in the middle of the night, you know, came in and got a pen in the paper. And I actually um, channeled or wrote down the words that I heard from coming into my mind. Um, but they came really fast and I wrote it out and it was to my cousin who's going through some difficult times. And so I went ahead and I passed this message to her. And the next few days I heard that um, they wanted me to do some healing on her. And I really wasn't sure what that entailed Mm -hmm. uh, because I've never laid hand, you know, I've prayed for people, you know, to get better and everything, but I've never done any laying of hands and she lived in Oklahoma, and I'm in California. Yeah. So they told me to um, visualize seeing her and to just lay your hands on her like she was in front of me. Mm-hmm. So I called her up, and I said, can you be my guinea pig? Um, I feel like you need some healing, and I'm being uh, guided to give this healing to you. She gave me an okay. Okay, and then what happened? Then I just envisioned her being in front of me, and I moved my hands across the body, and I felt uh, really warmth, a lot of warmth in certain areas, or I would feel um, like what I call pins and needles, which um, I I connected that with being an area that was was discomfort for her or she was in pain, and I asked the, the angels to heal that area for her. Um, afterwards, I called her up, and she told me that uh, she could actually feel um, the energy going through her body and at different spots that she was having her um, health issues with. So then I, you know, I went to my next friend, and you know, I went to the next friend, and to the next friend, and I did the same thing, um, asking them if they could just please let me do this and see what I, you know, so I was kind of experimenting on my friends sure. uh, that were very kind to let me do so. And they gave me feedback and I learned a lot that way. Just following your intuition. Correct. Right. Yes. Yes. And then you began, uh, you learned the time heals modality. I did. Um I did learn that um, Terry Miller was my uh, teacher, mm-hmm. and I became a facilitator, and then I became um, a, a certified time f- um, master teacher um, for facilitators, so I can actually teach this modality to others. And it was very close to what I was already doing. Yes. Yes. But it was a it was a different structure. So as I was going from the first chakra to the crown chakra, um, it was it's the opposite. So it was very it was a very easy uh, modality for me to learn, and like I said, it had a little bit more structure of a way to do it. And so I adapted that um, that modality and the way that I was taught and. It kind of just flew from there, and I did a lot of still practicing with some friends, and they gave me a lot of good feedback on it. 
when you are doing a healing with someone, do you receive messages as well? Yes, I do. And sometimes it's not too, till the end of the healing that I ask for messages. But sometimes they, um, and I say they because I work with the Ascended Masters and a collective group called the Healers and the Archangels. And I work with your guides. And sometimes they, they have things they want to say and they won't wait for me to <laughs> go to the end of the session. They want things to be told right then and there. And, of course, I pass those messages. Um, and if, occasionally I will get a loved one that, and I don't ask for it or the client hasn't asked for it, but sometimes I will have uh, someone who's passed away that want to give that person a message. And if that's the case, then, then I give them the message. But that's only happened, I think, about three or four times um, as I was doing a healing on someone else. That must have been a pretty amazing. How does that work? How do we heal with using energy? The way it works is energy is energy, and it can be sent to anyone or anything. Just like your thoughts are energy, your words are full of energy. All of these things are energy, and there is no time and space that would stop this from happening um, most, uh, I would say 99% of the, the healings that I, um, do are remote. They're just sent long distance. Um, and it, it works really well. I mean, and I had proof before I even started the time, um, before I was even certified as a time facilitator, I was already doing this. So when, you know, when when I learned that this could be done remotely, I, I'm like, okay, well, I already know it can be done. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's a wonderful feeling because when I go into um, feel the energy and the colors of the chakras, um, I look for uh, imbalances or um, things that may be causing physical pain. And as I open up the chakras, I can actually feel the energy and what direction it is, if it's going uh, slow or if it's going fast, and I can adjust it um, so that all, they all match and are going at the same time in the same direction. But you can, I can actually feel in my hands whether the energy is uh, balanced or not balanced. As I'm placing my hands, if it's balanced, I'll feel the energy in both hands mm-hmm. equally. If it's unbalanced, I'll only feel it in one hand. And if there is a blockage, I'll barely feel it or I won't feel it at all. And so then I scan the body with my hands to try to find out where it is that's blocking in that area. And then it's a little more than the times um, modality because I use what I had learned before I learned about the times modality. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, sometimes I'll get something from a past life. Um, sometimes I'll pick something up from their childhood that has caused extreme uh, problems for them and they've just kind of buried it mm-hmm. and has caused them, you know, when you bury things, you it, it causes more, more issues with your body. Sure, sure. Tell me, do you think that there are some general messages that the angels want us to understand? 
definitely. Uh, for one thing, the the angels want 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 to tell us that they're always with us, always, and they're just waiting for us to give them permission to assist us. So, you know, and even if you're not sure which angel to call out for, you know, I mean, like if you're in panic mode, like for example, I was in the hospital and I didn't know to call out for Archangel Raphael, I could have said, please, the angel that will help me with the healing yes. come now mm-hmm. and he'll come. Mm-hmm. You don't always have to have the correct name, but it's your intentions and they know your intentions and they just need you to say, yes, please come and help me. Um, the other thing that they want uh, people to know is that, that the body is a remarkable field of uh, energy and your thoughts and your intentions uh, and the words that you speak affect that energy. And um, when you choose to use your heart and your hands um, or your words for healing, you strengthen that source of energy around yourself and that exchange of energy when you're around other people. The other thing that's uh, that they want us to know is that God allows all of us to be born as an innocent person. So you have that gift of perfection when you were born. And there's no, if you ever feel anger or you're, you feel unworthy, uh, that kind of stuff can lower your vibrations. And they want you to know that there's pure unconditional love that's always coming to us to give us the, that kind of support. And to stay conscious of yes, where yes. we may be choosing thoughts or being victim, victimizing ourselves with thoughts that are unhealthy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a, a, do you have a moment now to tell us about being a theriologist? I'm so happy. I just recently, <laughs> uh, I was just recently certified uh, with Doreen Virtue as a theriologist. Uh-huh. And um, I'm starting, uh, actually, my son and I are starting to make little uh, houses for the fairies in the back. Um, and I'm going to be teaching uh, how others can do that. But they're, they're also within uh, the realm of angelic beings, but they're um, more so for the earth mm-hmm. and for the animals and the plants and, you know, how the, the earth is being treated. And... Anybody can actually work with the uh, the fairies, except they're very fairies are kind of judgmental, where the angels aren't so judgmental, um, because before they work with you, they will scan you and they will look at you and decide whether they want to work with you or not. They look to see how you treat other animals. Um, they look to see how you treat. Um, the environment, mm-hmm. like, do you litter? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's kind of, um, a real special thing that if they do decide to connect with you, um, you, they know that you're pure of heart and they, they will connect with you that way. And as a theriologist, what will you do? Will you do healing sessions, readings? How do you I, use this? I do. I do have oracle cards that I do readings with, and um, I have a few fairy decks that that I can do with the oracle cards. Um, the I, I I think my end of thing is to let people know that um, 
that we, we have support in all areas of our dimensions, whether it um, has to do with the earth or it's a heaven. Uh, we, we're covered in all, all directions. And I would like others to know more about the fairies and uh, to work with them more closely because I do feel like they can help make things happen. And when people are not afraid of fairies and gnomes and things like that, I think that they'll allow more of a connection uh, to our life and to the earth. To nature. Huh? Yes. Your, your jewelry line is called Jewelry That Inspires. Yes. Yes. And it's, um, you know, I, I make little, I have little, charms that look like little angels i'm starting to make actually i i am making fairy charms and there are sun catchers that you can put in your yard that would help attract um the fairies because they like little sparkly things and um it was something that kind of came up to me and i made uh one and i showed my friends and they were really happy and, and so now i'm i'm have bought a lot of different glass beads and crystals and I'm starting to make more of those and we'll be posting those up on my page, uh, jewelry that inspires. So you're, um, you're, I do, uh, go ahead, go ahead. I also, um, want to let people know that I do channeling messages for others as well as, um, the time sessions and oracle cards. I can also channel the, the archangels. So if there's certain questions someone has, that um, or they just want a personalized message that's just for them. I also can do that. It um, it takes me about forty eight hours to complete because I have to find that um, I have to connect with them and that person, mm -hmm. and you know I have to set aside my ego and try to get the pure um, communication that goes through. Mm -hmm. And I, I actually channel it and I write it out and then I type it out um, for the clients. Wow. So you have to actually f find the right channel, don't you? As a channel, yes. you have to tune into the right channel. So we have a, a number of different websites for you, don't we? We have healing. Yes. Heal do you want to review all your different websites for us sure um for you can go on to healing light with lisa joe.com okay i also have uh two facebook groups um one is called healing the light with lisa joe and then also hosting the archangels i'm also on instagram and twitter for healing light with twitter it's healing light ljd for lisa joe davis mm -hmm. And Instagram, it's Healing Light with Lisa Joe, mm -hmm. and I just did a pin, Pinterest, um, so I'm also there for Healing Light LJD. Great! Again, I really, really want to thank you, Lisa Joe. You're the real thing. If you liked this recording and benefited from it, please, for heaven's sake, share it with your friends. If you loved it and want to hear more, go to theglitchmovie.com forward slash how to connect with angels, where you can listen and subscribe. Thank you so much.